Our screens may be all different sizes this year, but our films will have the same sized impact. They'll shake you, move you, and refuse to leave you. Mark our words. Groundbreaking stories are very much to be continued. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is our 2020 Toronto International Film Festival review of Concrete Cowboy. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Of course, that is except for this few batch of episodes where we're talking about films that were recently premiered at the 2020 Toronto International Film Festival this time we're talking about a little film called Concrete Cowboy. Um, you were talking lovingly uh, a little bit earlier about the film The Writer, um, which is, I assume, also cowboy related <laughs> in some way. Mm. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know if we need to compare this film to that one, but we're definitely going to be <laughs> talking about um, people who writing is a way of life for them. And uh, yeah. we'll see what it's like to be thrown into that world if... Uh, if you you're not you didn't you weren't raised in that world and then you're suddenly thrust in it how you're gonna uh get around to it yep <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with any of that but we're gonna talk about concrete cowboy um i assume there's also not a trailer for this uh so once again just gonna give a brief little description of the film basically it follows a young boy who um who has had some uh bad experiences at his high school's and has recently been expelled, and his mother drives him um, from Detroit to Philadelphia and uh, drops him off on the doorstep of his father, who um, hasn't been in the picture for a little while. And his father happens to be part of uh, this basically urban horseback group that lives in the city and maintains horses and sort of has a cowboy way of life. And uh, the... The kid has to kind of learn to adapt or figure out if this is the life that he wants. And uh, yeah, so Stephen Miller, what did you think of Concrete Cowboy? This is one of those movies where I think I would love the documentary on the subject more than I loved the fiction film on the subject. Um, what I mean by that is like, I think the the concept is awesome like when i this is another one that i really didn't read anything about i saw idris elba on a horse and i was like purchase (laughs) (laughs) Um, like i know i know enough um when i realized that this was about an actual community that has been in philadelphia for over 100 years that like in the city rides horses i was like this is awesome like just the aesthetic of it is so cool like i i was so intrigued by that and the life and him this kid being thrust into that life it, it seemed like it was going to make a great story and it, in parts they did like i, I don't want to rag on this movie too much but, but i found it narratively very lacking um and what i mean by that is i feel like this movie is trying to go through the beats of kind of a coming-of-age film where you know the metaphors are kind of clear is cole at the beginning is untamed and restless and he is going to much like a horse like he's going to 
finds someone that he can latch onto, and then he is going to get in his groove. He's, you know, a character even says this later. It's like that horse isn't the only thing that needs to be tamed in here or something, right? Like, it, <laughs> it's one of those, like, kind of very obvious metaphors that they're going for. Yeah. Um, and, and like, we, you know, we've seen this story before, and it should be he's going to lash out. He's going to have some friction. Something will happen that makes him start to vibe with the community. And slowly he gets more and more indebted to it until by the end, this is what he stands for. Like, this is what he is about. And I feel like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like the movie forgot to show me any of what it thinks it showed me about his transformation and the things that Cole cares about and why. Um, Because this movie is kind of like, it's the existence of urban cowboys you know people in a big city who are riding horses that is there but then drug dealing is also there and neither of them are really shown like much at all it is just like their presence is announced and then we see cole sitting around learning about the fact that it exists but the movie never shows us it right it doesn't really show us him dealing ever it doesn't really show us him riding ever it, it, either it shows it shows him getting a pair of jordans though that's all you need to know about the drug trade <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't it, it, it like it, it it's using so much shorthand for everything and not in a way where i felt like oh this is showing me vignettes of his life it felt more like this is a filmmaker who isn't putting it together like he has raw material but he's not making it all fit um and to me, there were two scenes that I found kind of egregious, like thing, things that really lost me. One is there's a scene where there's, there's a horse that gets out that is famously kind of wild, untamed, um, and needs to be brought back in. And the speed at which our lead character suddenly cares very much about this and then is adept at solving the situation i didn't buy that at all like all i can say there is go watch the rider to see what taming a wild horse looks like because it is fucking crazy steven <laughs> he had a connection with boo don't you know yeah, that i know and, and they, know. they're, they're the same they, they 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 slept in the same shit they're like one and the same I know he 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 and Boo are one and the same, and so it all works out. Uh, the other one is he he has a friend um, who the character name I'm actually forgetting. It's, it's like, like a Smush or something, right? That yeah right? yeah Smush yeah. Um, his friend Smush is like a deal a drug dealer. Uh, that's obvious, and he like represents life in the street, like the alternate. Of either either Cole can clean up his act or he will the same fate will await him that awaits people who get drawn to a life of crime. Um, there's a moment where Schmush reveals that everything he's doing is because he also loves horses. That <laughs> I was like, this is like <laughs> this is like this is way too cute. What are you doing? Like why? What are the odds? What are the odds that he also is a cowboy? <laughs> Also, also, the dumbest thing about that is, let's pretend, Stephen, that life was hard, and you have been saving up for presumably years so that you could buy a property and have a horse on it, right? And let's pretend Mm -hmm. that you were maybe like four drug deals away from it. Would you just cut me in on half of that if I just showed up in town (laughs) one day? (laughs) Probably not. Like, I, I, like, what, 
What? Especially because it, it isn't clear what Cole is adding to the to the situation. I, I don't really know what he brings to the venture. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it didn't make sense to me how that's just like, oh, I really need one extra person to tend my land with me. Um, it's great that you yeah. showed up into town. Let me give you half of my shit. Um, I did all this work for presumably years. We can just go live on my farm together uh, that I'm going to buy with all this money that I've been saving. Yeah. Yeah. So th- those things, those all added up to me feeling like the movie forgot to do whatever it thinks it's doing. Same with the relationship between Cole and his dad, Idris Elba's character. I feel like there's a clear dynamic there and there's a clear shift in how close they are. But the just all the pivotal moments, the movie feels like it either skips it or it does shorthand rather than actually communicating it. And th- th- there's a romance too, which is almost not even worth mentioning. It's just there for the sake of being there. Um, is is there? <laughs> yeah, I will hint it at least. I don't know. There's a little bit of one. Um, the, the funny thing is up until that moment, he hasn't even noticed her. Like yeah. I kept waiting for like, because it seemed like obvious she's the one person in that crowd that's at least somewhat close to his age. So it was an obvious pairing that would inevitably show up. But there isn't even a scene where he's like, like, oh, who's that? Like, there wasn't even a scene where he even feigned interest in her. Um, and suddenly they're like, oh, you're kind of cute, blah, blah, blah. And it's, <laughs> I just, I didn't understand yeah. where that came from. Yeah. Anyway its heart was in the right place like i think the cast is cool i like again the casting of real people to basically play themselves i think that works that that's just a good way to lend authenticity in a movie like this authenticity helps um i liked seeing method man and idris elba reunited they were both in the wire too and they're both kind of playing opposite roles of what they what they were in that show um <laughs> the, the, yeah, no, the, it, the the real life person who was in the wheelchair did you really, really want that to be like Keith Stanfield? <laughs> I thought I thought about that, but then I was like, no, no, something's different about him. I think this is the real guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 like I kept like I kept wanting it. To, like I just started watching Atlanta, um, and I, yeah. I really like his character in that, and I just really wanted like that sort of jokey attitude that that character has. I wanted that from the wheelchair guy, and I was like, man, I just yeah. wish. <laughs> This this wasn't a real person, and it was like a fake character. Yeah, I mean, like Stanfield, that's a tough bar to measure up to. That's that's hard. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it was its heart was in the right place. Like I, I don't want to rag on it, and I think the subject matter is cool. This just felt like it, it isn't a completed movie. Like I, I don't feel like they really finished what they set out to do. Yeah, I I. I... I probably tipped my hat a little too much already, but um, I very much didn't like this film. And for all, like, very Chris reasons, like, it seemed like there wasn't, there was an idea of the urban cowboy thing. And clearly, this is a love letter to that. But the problem is, it is, it is an inside baseball-y love letter where it's like, you, if you know what this is, it makes sense to you and you understand what it's doing. But I feel like this film doesn't do the work of trying to convince me what cowboys are, what they stand for. I mean, there's one, there's one, um, there's one scene where they're sitting around a campfire and they're talking about how like 
our our history books have been rewit- re- rewritten to like think of like the titular white cowboy guy um but like they're trying to keep alive this history of like the black cowboy um and and i think that that scene is like all of two minutes and it doesn't really do anything and besides that you have characters who stand up against the cops and say like we're cowboys we own these stables but there's not really like what does it mean to be a cowboy and why would this kid suddenly being thrust into it be like even give any shits right other than the fact Mm -hmm. that like he doesn't have anywhere else to go so he has to begrudgingly be part of this culture but like the transition of him going from not caring to caring there's no journey there it's just a flip that gets switched or a switch that gets flipped um and and it's i just didn't understand what the story was trying to tell me and there was too many times where characters like 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 you said with with the friend that he meets who's like man i'm selling drugs it's cool you should come sell drugs with me and then not only do you find out that he's also a cowboy that his one true passion is cowboydom it it, it's the the cole seemingly knows that he used to ride horses like he's like oh you still ride like like he talks about it as though like oh i remember when you used to ride i thought you just gave it up and like there there is a moment in this film that involves uh i'll i'll just say uh the friends riding accoutrement (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and, and like that becomes important and i you have not earned that like you have not convinced like the, the Idris Elba is like don't hang out with Smush like he's a bad guy you don't want anything to do with him and then at some point he's like man we got to do right by Smush <laughs> and it, <laughs> it, it, it just it never nothing feels like a logical progression it all feels like things that somebody knows to be true and then they're filming that without trying to take me on a journey to get there. Um, so that sort of like the performances are fine. I, I, I like the, the people in that community and the way they interact with him and like seeing this little kid being a little like pissant brat and sort of having to like be broken and become like integrated in the group and, and sort of learn what it means to do hard labor and work towards something. But it's like, I don't, I don't understand what you are achieving at the end besides spoilers standing up on a horse. But like, like I don't understand, like I, I assume that I couldn't stand up on a horse. Um, but like, I have also never ridden a horse. So how could mm-hmm. I just stand up on it? But there's no, there's no scene where I understand that that is an achievement other than Cole seeing a picture of somebody standing on a horse on a wall and suddenly that becomes something. And I think, I feel like there's even a scene where he starts to, he, he's going to try to stand up and everybody's like, no, don't do it now. We'll save that for later. <laughs> like, like, right. Isn't there a scene like maybe right after he tries to tame the, the tame boo. And then it's like, yeah, he starts remember. to assume the pose, like he's going to stand up and then it just like cuts and it goes to somewhere else. And I was like, what yeah. is happening right now? I don't understand. Well you, it. well, you mentioned it cutting. And I think one thing that I d- was disheartened by in this movie is I don't feel like we see any cool shots of people riding horses. <laughs> there, there's one cool shot. Really? 
Wait, wait, which one? It's from the inside of like a bus or or a thing, and like oh yeah, yeah. there's like the posse that's like riding. You're right. The wide the wide also, shot of all of them. Yeah. Also, like the mirage looking shot where it's like you got the heat waves coming off the ground, and they're like walking yeah, from the, right. the, the distance. The group there, shots. There's two. Look there's cool, two cool like, shots. <laughs> like there's a race that happens in this movie, and it is shot in a way that I found like bewildering. <laughs> um, like the only way I can make sense of the way that was filmed is none of those people have been on horses in real life, and they're just like editing it in a way where it kind of looks like they are um yeah i don't know that was that was strange to me and that, like the reason i don't want to nitpick that but or go back to a movie that is nothing like this but the rider like has like scenes in the rider where the character is taming and then riding a mustang are like they make the movie like that was why it shot up into my top 10 i was just like holy shit like the the power of these animals and like the speed that they can go is just insane. And I really thought this movie was going to give me the goods there. And it, yeah, it didn't, which was kind of a letdown. Uh, another thing that I feel like is kind of representative of my issue with the movie at a whole is at the very end, like this shouldn't be spoilery because whatever, who cares? It's not a major point. Um, the mom comes back at the end and she hugs, tearfully hugs Idris Elba who, she has been separated from intentionally, like didn't even want to see him at the beginning. And that tearful hug makes sense for us, you know, for people who have watched how her son has changed and how Idris has kind of like reconciled with him and everything. It makes no sense for her. And that's one of those things where I feel like the movie, it has the emotional moments it wants to get to. And it feels like, if we are taken on the vague emotional journey of like, this is the up and down that you're used to in this kind of movie, we won't notice that we haven't been shown the actual bullet points. Um, and that that's kind of how I felt about a lot of stuff is like, I get why you have this moment right now, but you haven't earned it the way you think you've earned it. And it's, yeah. even though I want to like you, like I want to root for you, it's just bothering me. Also, I feel like we've we've already talked about it a little bit in bouncing between this and Nomadland um, sort of thing. But like in Nomadland, we see what it means to live within that lifestyle, like both the positives and the negatives of it. And in this, like we see that Idris's, Idris Elba's house has a horse in it. But is that... Is that the horse he rides normally, or does he have like an extra horse that's just in the house all the time? I think it's an extra. I think that's a uh, Bush's horse. <laughs> really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he's telling Shmush later, like, "Oh yeah, that horse is in my dad's place now." <laughs> I want to know too. Uh, by the end of this movie, like, do they all just keep horses in their living room? Like, how does the shoveling work there? No, they park them outside like cars. Remember? Oh, oh, but they stay out there at night. I assume that I was assume just to so. wash them. Because it looked like they, mm. they, they installed like poles to tie them up to. So I think that's just where they live now. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> like, I, I do, like, I want to go to Philadelphia and see this street because that seems awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that the street is not large enough for cars to park, like, perpendicular to the curb um or parallel to the curb and and still have traffic go through so like everybody parks like up on the sidewalk like they do everywhere else mm -hmm. um but like the horses 
that horse ain't gonna move if a car comes down that street right so yeah. it's just it's just funny that they're like still out there hope the car can get on the other sidewalk just swerve to the left <laughs> get around the horse oh man yeah I don't know. Can I also say I, I have no real justification for this at all. This isn't me like the social justice warrioring or whatever, but I find it weird that the director is a white dude for this movie, considering the community he's displaying are like almost all black people in Philadelphia. That kind of like, I, I don't know, kind of like um, the the movie last year, uh, Waves. the Trey Edward Schultz movie. Yeah, Waves. Where it's like, it isn't like it's a problem, but when it narratively doesn't work, I want to go back and blame that as being part of the reason why of like yeah. you are like removed from your material. Um, yeah. And and then it also makes even the whole like intimations of like this, this kid has lived such a rough life. He can't even survive in high school. And his dad was also a drug dealer. And it just, I don't know, it. It, it rubs me the wrong way when like a, a white filmmaker tells that story. I don't know why. Yeah. It just feels like it, it makes the emotional laziness of it feel a little bit more like offensive than it would if <laughs> in other circumstances. But yeah, take it with a sure. grain of salt. I don't know anything about Ricky Stab. That was just a, a thing that I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Any any last thoughts besides that? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm ending on that one. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, I think that means it's probably about time for our verdicts for this film. Steven, if you're going to give this a must-see, record with a caveat, wait for until pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm I'm like teetering between pass with caveat and rental. I'm going pass with caveat. I just feel like it's like... I, I, lo I love, again, the idea. I love, like, the first 20 minutes, I was so excited for the movie I was going to watch just because, like... I just want to know how that life works. Like, I feel like it would be so cool just to learn about that. And I'm glad that this community got to have a movie about them. And I hope it does make people more interested in their story. I hope a great documentary gets made about them because that would be cool. But as a narrative film, it, it plays like a YA novel kind of, but then it like doesn't feel like a YA not like it has the emotional logic of a YA novel where things are being skipped and I'm supposed to just roll with it. Um, yeah, it, it was just weird. It didn't, it 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 didn't show me or tell me the things that it's acting like it has, and that just made it feel really scattered and disconnected. So, I wasn't a fan of it as like a narrative, but I like some of the visuals. I like the idea. Happy to see Idris on a horse. <laughs> Happy to see Method Man. And I do have one last question for you, Stephen. I don't know how big North Philadelphia is. But what are the chances that Smush comes across him sitting in front of that convenience store on the first night he's back in town? It's a also, good question. Also, you've seen the way Smush drives and, and like how paying attention he is to his surroundings as he's rolling around in his car, cranking his music all super loud. What, yeah. what, once again, what are the chances he would actually see Cole? It's a good question. One thing to counter that is i don't know how small the like micro hoods are like the it because it seems like they grew up together right yeah. so it could be that the these close-knit neighborhoods are pretty small and like the turf he's actually driving around is like like a few blocks <laughs> so i have no idea
I've also I've never smoked a blunt while driving, so I don't know how it, how it impacts your awareness. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm gonna give this a pass with a caveat as well. Um, I yeah, there there was stuff. There were like moments where this film made me care, and I was interested in what it was doing. I just every time it pulled me in it revealed that it didn't have much to say about where it was going and it kind of like made me fall back. Um, so I wanted to enjoy this much more than I did. Um, so pass with a caveat from me, but yeah, that is going to do it for our review of concrete cowboy, Stephen Miller. People want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can find me at twitter.com slash S David Miller or S People can find me at Christopher or twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. Uh, you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from that little jingle to the 2019 toronto international film festival so hopefully you're still enjoying that and yeah i think we've capped out at what we've watched so far um but we have a few more films to watch this week and we'll have some more reviews coming at you later bye bye this is canadian content and it's time we take credit for it starting now oh, oh. canada